hello and welcome back to another episode of general conference conversations the podcast where we have conversations about general conference i'm your host kaylin and i'm super excited to be here with you today discussing the words of christ's chosen leaders let's get right into it today we are talking about elder bragg's talk christ-like poise and this is the first talk in the saturday evening session which is so crazy um that we're already to the saturday evening session and this is a very short session it was only four talks i have a feeling and i don't know this for sure but um elder holland didn't speak this conference obviously because he and his wife tested positive for covid and so they weren't allowed to be there um and i wonder if he was supposed to speak in the saturday evening session or in another session and so they kind of like rearranged and so that's why it was really short um because the session was only like an hour long and usually it's an hour and a half at least so it felt very short and it was very kind of it's kind of very strange <laughs> um but all good talks and this is a really good talk also i feel like i'm going to um <clears throat> not repeat myself, but repeat myself, <laughs> um, and talk about a lot of the things that I've talked about in the past on this, on this podcast. Um, I mean, that happens. There's a lot of, obviously, repetition, right? There's principles and themes throughout all conferences that, you know, there's going to be similar messages and similar whatever, um, in the way that, that our, general authorities and officers um talk about things so and so today is it's very much like that <laughs> um this is about something that i'm very passionate about and i've talked about a lot on here and so if you've been watching the whole time you'll definitely know what i'm gonna say when i start talking about it um but he talks about it in a different way and so i think it's interesting and important obviously to talk about it in this way <clears throat> and this might be the way that it clicks for you or clicks for somebody else so as always i encourage you to go and listen to this talk or read this talk before you come and listen to me talk about it so you can get your own kind of thoughts on it and um inspiration read any notes you have from jeff from actually watching general conference and um and then come and hopefully i can uh, add something to uh, your study, uh, ask a question or tell a story or something that you might not have thought of. And if you've never watched, if you're like brand new and you've never watched an episode of mine or listened to an episode of mine, um, then hopefully this will be good for you because this is something that has changed my perspective on since I heard it like five years ago. So, okay, so Christ-like poise. <clears throat> he talks about his father being an all-American all basketball player for UCLA um, under legendary coach John Wooden. I don't know who that is, but I'm also not in the basketball world. So, like, if you're in the basketball world, that's probably a really big deal. And he, his father stayed really close to that coach. He was really good friends with him for the rest of his life. And sometimes they would come over for dinner. Um, and he always talked to Elder Bragg and 
he asked him once what advice he had for him as he was going into his senior year of high school. And the coach said, well, your father told me that you've joined the Church of Jesus Christ, and so I know that you have a lot of faith in the Lord. And so with that faith, be sure to have poise in every situation. Be a good man in a storm. And he says that's stuck with him since then, um, to be calm and cool and collected in all situations. And to, like, he's, he's take, he took that to heart and he's thought about it since then. And then he talks about that poise is not spoken often about these days and can be practiced even less. And that's definitely, it's definitely a generalization, of course, right? Not everybody is um, lacking poise, but we do see that, right? Like, I just had this conversation with my husband yesterday. Um, we have a tendency to state our opinion and then kind of walk away from a conversation without really knowing how to have a healthy debate about something. Um, and to really like listen without losing our poise, without it becoming an argument. And it, there's a lot of reasons that I think that that is. Um, and I think that's, it's not a new thing. It's just different now than it was 50 years ago. It's, you know, different because there's social media and there's um, TV and whatever, right? Like, <clears throat> it can be easier to see because there's so much, it's just so... It's around you 24 seven. Um, so I don't think it's a new thing that people are losing their poise in the, in Congress, in, you know, talks when they're doing their whatever. I don't think it's a new thing that people are losing their poise when they're trying to uh, state their opinion and they're getting flustered and frustrated. I don't think it's a new thing that people just want to state their opinion and walk away. It just looks different now because we have different technology and different a different society, a different culture than it did 50 years ago. But it can seem much more prevalent and much more like an issue <laughs> when it's all around you. Um, I'm not saying it's good or bad or that it's worse or not worse because I honestly, I don't know. I can't say that for certain. Um, but it is definitely easy to say that and easy to see like oh yeah it's it's hard for people to have a <laughs> a debate without it becoming an argument and and i think about all the times that i have held my tongue um and not even brought something up because i worry about becoming an argument and not having like an actual conversation with somebody whoever that person might be because my assumption, of course, I don't know if this person would lose their poise or that it would turn into an argument, <clears throat> but I have that assumption, I have that fear, that I, part of it is my anxiety, that, you know, or that I will lose my poise and that it won't be a, a useful discussion, it will just be an argument and it will be contentious and bitey and then I won't, nothing really good will come out of it, right? So... 
he talks about how like specifically the word poise right or like the concept of poise isn't talked much um outside of like sports it's used a lot in sports talking about a player's poise or a team's poise in the face of a defeat or a win or whatever and but he says that that quality goes far beyond sports and it can be applied in a lot of different ways and he says this spiritual poise blesses us to stay calm and focused on what matters most especially when we are under pressure president hubie brown taught faith in god and in the ultimate triumph of right contributes to mental and spiritual poise in the face of difficulties and then he talks about president nelson being a great example of spiritual poise and poise in general um talking about when he was specifically when he was a heart surgeon and you know the poise that that takes right uh, you're it's a very high stress situation you're cutting someone open <laughs> and like poking around with their heart specifically and he tells a specific story about something like that um and then has a quote from him about you know that our natural reaction when something bad happens is to like just to back away and say I don't want to do it like take me out and um but you can't in a situation like that right you can't just walk out of the operating room <laughs> you can't just walk out of life like you have to face these head on and so and then of course he goes on to talk about how the savior is the ultimate example of poise which of course gets to that the title of his talk is Christ-like poise, how this is a Christ-like attribute. And so he talks about going to the Garden of Gethsemane and that um, there were, he, he, he had demonstrated three important conditions that help us to understand how he was, he stayed so poised, poised. And he says, first, he knew who he was and was true to his divine mission. Next, he knew that there was a great plan of happiness. And finally, he knew that through his infinite atonement, all who faithfully yoked them themselves to him by making and keeping sacred covenants received through priesthood ordinances would be saved, as was so beautifully taught by Elder Delegate Renlund today. And then he talks about the contrast of later on when he, Christ and his disciples leave Gethsemane, they're confronted by the soldiers and Peter lashes out and cuts the ear off. And Christ, even when, even as he knows he's, he's been betrayed and he's going to his death, that he keeps his poise and he heals the soldier. And, and this is, I loved that he added this too. He says, you know, if you're struggling to maintain poise, don't worry. Like you think about Peter later on, he stands in front of the very same religious leader who condemned Christ and with great poise, without lashing out, without denying, he bears a very powerful testimony of Christ. So, and he goes on in farther on those three things. Know who you are and be true to your divine identity. Know that there is a divine plan and know the enabling power of Jesus Christ and his atonement. So I wanted a couple of quotes in here um, that I thought were really, really good. I mean, they're, they're pretty straightforward, right? They're, I wouldn't say they're like 
Sunday school answers, but they're definitely very foundational um, things. And I, I think about like what I taught people in my mission, the very first thing <laughs> that we teach is God is your loving heavenly father, right? That is who you are. That is your divine identity. And then of course we talk about the plan of salvation is the second lesson. And, um, a big part of the plan of salvation. And then the whole third lesson as missionaries is the gospel and doctrine of Jesus Christ, which is the third thing of, right? Knowing the enabling power of Christ and his atonement. So when he's talking about identity specifically, he says this about this element of first life poise. To begin, knowing who you are and being true to our divine identity brings calm. Christ-like poise requires that we avoid comparing ourselves to others or pretending to be someone we're not. Joseph Smith taught, if men do not comprehend the character of God, they do not comprehend themselves. It is just not possible to have divine poise without knowing that we are divine sons and daughters of a loving Heavenly Father. And I, that's... I mean, that's something that we talk about a lot, right? We talk about our divine nature, our divine destiny. It's literally, or it was, not anymore, but it was a, a young woman um, value, was divine nature. And I believe divine nature is still in the new, the new young woman's theme. I should know it better than I do because I'm in the young woman's presidency, but I still don't have it memorized. It's fine. Um, but I just love that quote from Joseph Smith. If men do not comprehend the character of God, they do not comprehend themselves. And that is very, very powerful, right? Like that's, I don't know, when you, when you know God, when you know the characteristics of God and you know, or you believe that you are his child, his spirit child, it follows that you're going and that you can one day be like him. Um, it follows that you are going to have the characteristics of God and you, you know that you have divine characteristics. Um, that is powerful. It's knowing who you are, not knowing who you are can be very disorienting, right? I still have so many questions about who I am um, and I think, I mean, you also change over the course of your life and so you're always discovering new and different things about you and your personality and how you're changing and how you're changing based on your, where you are in life and, you know, what you're doing with your life. Um, and so there's always that question of who am I? Who am I as a person? What is my personality like? But but having some basis for that, right? Like I have I have my handful of, of personality traits. I know who, like at the end of the day, no matter what happens, me, Kaylin, is this. I am this. I am these, you know, five, six things that I can, I can ground myself in, I, I know who I am. And having 
daughter of God as part of that is that takes it to a whole other level, doesn't it? I mean, obviously, a heavenly, divine level. Um, but it just feels very powerful. It, it's very, um, let's see what I'm looking for. Enabling, ennobling. <laughs> it's very comforting. I can't think of the word. Anyway, um, that's really gonna bug me. Um, it helps you to be better, right? It want, it makes you want to be better and it, and it gives you the power to do that. So, and then the second one, of course he talks about, no, there is a divine plan. And, and I think obviously also knowing the enabling power of Christ and his atonement, it fits into that. And he says the bit, the end of this paragraph here, um, he says, by framing challenging times within an eternal plan, pressure becomes a privilege to love, serve, teach, and bless. An eternal view enables Christ-like poise. And that was one of the, the one of the um, the notes I had down for this from when I listened to it in conference was pressure becomes a privilege. And I think sometimes I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rant here. <laughs> I think sometimes we take that too far. Um, that pressure is a privilege, right? You think that and on, on some level, on, on a level, absolutely, right? We're here to learn and to grow and knowing, believing in the plan of salvation, that everything happens for a reason, that in the end, everything will be okay because God has a plan for you. Um, trials become less a punishment and more a learning opportunity, right? And then you can use also those learning opportunities, as he says here, to love, serve, teach, and bless. That we can love, serve, teach, and bless people through their pressures, their trials, and because of the experiences we've had through our trials, we can help specific people in certain ways because we've gone through something similar. I experienced that a lot as a missionary. On the receiving end, uh, my parents separated while I was on my mission and I had companions and you know other missionaries that I served with or around who had divorced parents who had separated parents who were you know children of single parents who I was able to talk to and vent with and they knew on some level what that felt like it wasn't the same but it was a similar situation where they were able to say I know what you're going through and that is powerful to have somebody say I know what you're feeling um, even if it's not, you know, a hundred percent what you're feeling. So all of this I, this is where I go on my if you've listened to this episode or you've listened to this podcast or watched this podcast at all in the last two and a half seasons, um, you will know this anecdote this story this way that i think about things 
because I think I've talked about it at least 12 times. <laughs> um, but it's really good. I think it's really good and it comes up a lot. So he uses the word peace in here a couple of times as well. But poise, when I think of poise, I think of, as he's saying, staying calm in a hard situation, staying poised, right? You're not freaking out. <laughs> you're not going into panic. You're not lashing out at people. You're staying poised in a hard situation. And I equate that very closely to the way that I stay poised is that I have peace. I feel peace, even though there's there could be crazy things going on around me, I have the peace for myself, right? So peace is what I want to talk about. I had a friend years ago who said this to me and it has, it, it blew my mind. He said that peace is not an emotion, it's a state of being. That you can be at peace and happy you can also be at peace and sad you can be at peace and angry you can be at peace and frustrated you can be at peace right you can you can be at peace and still feel all these very human normal healthy emotions so you can you know be grieving a family member who has passed and still be at peace that you'll see them again that they're in a better place. You can be upset about something not working out the way you want it to or working out in the way that you did not want it to and still be at peace having the faith that that God has a plan for you and that will all work out. And that peace comes from what he's talking about here, right? Knowing who you are, knowing that there's a plan and knowing that you can rely on Christ to help you in hard situations and so I felt like that go that went really well and this is exactly what he's talking about you're staying poised and you're staying at peace in these really horrible situations because you have the faith that it will all work out and that has changed the way that I've looked at everything <laughs> especially peace um it doesn't mean that you're happy all the time it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect it just means that you you have the comfort of of of, of faith of faith in christ and that's that's what the gospel is right we don't it doesn't because just because we have the gospel doesn't mean that our lives are perfect or that they're easy it means that they are easier that it's we have the comfort to get through these things. We have the umbrella in the storm. The storm doesn't go away, but we have a safe haven. And I also wanted to mention <laughs> with that, that was very healing for me because we often talk about emotions like anger or frustration or sadness as bad that if you just had more faith, you wouldn't be sad. Or if you just read your scriptures more, you wouldn't be angry. Anger and frustration and grief and whatever, jealousy, are very human emotions to have. And 
having them and processing them in a healthy way is healthy. <laughs> it's okay to get upset. That's your body's way, your mind's way of telling you that something is wrong, right? Just the same way as your body's in pain, it's saying that something is wrong. You don't ignore that. Maybe you do. Sometimes I do. It's not a healthy thing to do, right? You're not you're not supposed to ignore pain. <laughs> you're not supposed to um, ignore when something is hurting because that means something's wrong. And so when you are anxious or you are frustrated or you are sad, that means something is wrong, right? And you need to figure out what that something is and either fix it or process it, right? Even if you can't fix it, at least process it. There are exceptions to this, of course, right? I have anxiety, and so often I am anxious for absolutely no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. My brain thinks it's wrong. It's it's going into fight or flight for not a an actual fight or flight reason. I'm not in danger. But knowing that I have that means I can process it in a healthy way. And because I have faith, because I believe so wholeheartedly that Christ is standing next to me every single day and he knows exactly what I'm going through, um, I can process that and I can say, this really sucks. It really sucks to feel this way. But I can move past this, that one day will get better. Sorry. Mm. <clears throat> I've been very emotional the last few days. I knew this would happen. Um, so I, I don't, I don't want this to. I don't want people to think that to be poised means you have to be perfect all the time, that you have to be happy all of the time. Poised just means staying calm, and it's okay when you're not poised. It's okay that you lash out, that you snipe at somebody, that you get upset, that you get angry. It happens and it's okay. You're human. You're not perfect. You are not Jesus. <laughs> he was the embodiment of poise because he was the embodiment of peace. And so we're not going to be perfect at this. We are not going to not every conversation is going to end well. Not every conversation is going to end not in an argument. Sometimes you're going to argue, you're going to yell, you're going to cry, you're going to make people upset, you're going to be upset at other people. But we can work on staying at peace. Um, I The reason I'm so emotional, the last few days have been really heavily emotional for me and heavy anxiety days and just heavy days in general um well the last week week or so has been and it happens that's just the way that I go through kind of cycles my anxiety is worse sometimes and better at other times and so I have not been poised the last couple of days, I've definitely not been poised and I've definitely not been at peace. And there's still like that lingering 
thing in my brain today. I am not poised, I'm not at peace. I still have this deep faith in Christ. Doesn't mean that my faith is shaken. It just means that I'm human and I'm feeling very human emotions. <clears throat> and that means that I can try again tomorrow to be more poised and to not snap at my husband or not feel absolute hopelessness about everything, right? So, on that note, moving on. Um, that's kind of the gist of his talk. He goes on to talk about being a great man in a storm, being a great person in a storm, that that can be that can be achieved. You can you can be poised because of these things because you have the faith in God and in Jesus Christ and in their plan for us. So I wanted to ask so two questions. When have you felt poised in the trying times of your life? And how did your faith in Christ enable that poise? Maybe it was when a family member passed. Maybe it was in a really, really rough financial situation or on your mission or getting married or parenting. Um, when have you felt like you were actually, like you were able to stay very calm, cool, and collected in a very rough situation? And how do you think that your faith in Christ helped to enable that poise? Um, it's just, it's good to think about that, right? It's good to see where you're already doing that, where you're already able to stay poised and be at peace. It's not easy. It's really, really, really hard sometimes. <laughs> um, but but it's worth it and it's and it's doable. It really is. So that was, that's my kind of thing for this talk. Um, and my questions, of course, at the very end there. As for further reading, I dropped the ball, I'm gonna be honest. I dropped the ball and I didn't write any down, but I'm gonna I'll run through the footnotes really quick and look at this, um, see some of some, look at some of the talks that he references. Um, he has a, a talk by Neil A. Maxwell in April of 2000, Content with the Things Allotted to Us. He has, oh, he has a book from the coach, John Wooden. Um, footnote 8 has a quote from his book that looks really good. And of course, I'm just going to like put that out there. Remember to check the footnotes because sometimes they bury thing really good nuggets of stuff or clarifying things in the footnotes. Um, he also has a couple of like teachings of the prophets, um, uh, the biography of President Nelson by Sherry Dew, and then of course he has the Choices for Eternity, the uh, worldwide devotional for young adults that President Nelson did last year. That talk that devotional has been quoted so many times in the two conferences that have happened since then that was in may of last year so in october of last year in april of this year those two conferences that talk was quoted so many times i don't have a number in front of me but 
a lot. So another, again, it's being quoted um, and talked about and referenced. And then joy and spiritual survival. Uh, President Nelson, a talk from October of 2016. That's also a very highly quoted talk by President Nelson. Um, that's where the, the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. That's where that that quote comes from. That that quote has been everywhere, right? It's been in so many talks since 2016 and, and quoted so many times. And then he has a talk by Elder Bednar, Therefore They Hush Their Fears from April of 2015. Um, he has a book from Elder Holland about the New Testament, and he has a quote from Other Holland, that's footnote 18. So those are some good things to look into, and I'll put those in the show notes, and then you can also check the uh, footnotes, of course, for anything like that. If you're looking for further study about this, you want to kind of dive deeper. Um, and that's all I've got for you today, but thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode. <laughs> and as always, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube, follow on your podcatcher of choice. Um, I also love to hear comments, emails, reviews, anything, messages. <laughs> um, I love to hear from you guys, hearing your experiences and your stories. Um, makes my day honestly so all that will be in the show notes as well and i will talk to you all next time